Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. So excited that you guys are here with us today. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. You do not want to miss out on anything they've got. Check out outpostcoffeeco.com. So it is no secret that the public education system is under attack like never before by revolutionaries. Like literally, we've got revolutionaries in the classroom teaching um radical communist ideas. And on the program today, I am going to have Rebecca Friedrichs. She is the author of Standing Up to Goliath, and she is also the CEO and founder of For Kids and Country. You can find out more about her on her website at forkidsandcountry.org. This is going to be an incredible conversation about what we can do as parents to stand up against the Goliath in the public education system that is literally indoctrinating our kids. And listen, if you've listened to my program from any for any length of time, you know how I feel about the indoctrination of our kids in schools. Like Christian parents, you better be nailing down and indoctrinating your kids in a biblical worldview because the revolutionaries, the anti-biblical, anti-Christ revolutionaries are looking to indoctrinate your kids. And so today on the program, uh, Rebecca is going to just unpack for us how we as parents can stand up to Goliath. Uh, I pray that this conversation encourages you this week. Welcome to the program, Rebecca Friedrich. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so I heard you on another national radio program, and that's how this thing, this whole thing got started. I reached out to your people, and they said, absolutely, she'd love to be on the show. So I'm just so thankful that you made time to come be a part of our program today. Um, I wanted to ask you just a few questions. Um, you, you've written a book, and the title of that book is Standing Up Against Goliath. And you, what... What made you decide to take up this fight against the teachers' unions and, and just make parents aware of what's going on in the public education system? Oh, well, I was a public school teacher in California for 28 years. I would still be there if the system wasn't so corrupt. And I witnessed personally as children were being abused handled and and the districts couldn't get rid of those teachers because the unions protected them. I witnessed as uh, the unions were pushing a radical um, to sexualize our children, to literally groom them so that they will be, you know, vulnerable to predators. Um, I witnessed uh, the union bringing in, you know, they're behind boys dominating girls sports. They're behind the anti-American agenda. They're behind Black Lives Matter. So here I was, a teacher forced to fund these unions in the public schools, and I thought that was quite evil that I was supposed to fund something that was 100% against my Judeo-Christian virtues, against what's right for children. And so um, because I was forced to fund them, I started writing editorials to expose what they really are 
doing, what the unions are really doing. I did that because the Lord laid it on my heart to do it. And, you know, within about six months, I was suddenly the lead plaintiff in a federal lawsuit headed to the United States Supreme Court to sue against forced unionism. So the Lord really led my journey and still is. And um, I could either be complicit in pain toward the destruction of our country and the damage of our children and our families, or I can stand up against it. So I decided to obey the Lord. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that I heard you say in an interview, and I just wanted to see if you maybe could expound on that. You were you were a, you were a uh, student teacher, and you had a sort of a headmaster teacher that was was training you, and you saw another teacher doing some stuff. Is this what catapulted your your I guess, at being an advocate for for students? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell the story briefly if you'd like. Sure. Um, I was a 22-year-old student teacher learning under an amazing teacher. Uh, she taught me everything I know. Her students were thriving. But next door was this woman who would literally manhandle the children every day. She would grab them, yank them, scream in their little faces. And she was just trying to get them lined up after a recess. They came up to her waist. They were first graders. I came up to her eyes, and I was terrified of her, and I couldn't imagine what the kids were going through. Mm. And I had no idea what was going on once the door was shut and she was alone with them. So I went to my master teacher, and I just asked her, you know, I'm learning about how I'm supposed to, to report child abuse, and I'm seeing child abuse, and it's the teacher next door. What do I do? My master teacher sat me down, and she said, today's the day you learn about teacher unions. The district knows about this teacher. They can't get rid of her. The teacher's union is defending her. And then I watched as that abusive teacher taught for many more years and decided when she wanted to retire. And I watched as a bunch of younger teachers who were loving and outstanding, far better qualified, not harming the children, were let go, were laid off, you know, when when funding was low or whatever. And that wicked woman kept keeping her job. I thought that was evil. So from the very beginning, I was... Um, speaking out against unions and, and trying to stand up to what they're doing. So how did she keep her job? How did the teachers' union defend her? Like that just that is absolutely mind-boggling to me. It is mind-boggling. They, um, I've seen this over and over again, where there are abusive teachers or teachers who are not even qualified to teach, and the unions defend them. I, I don't fully understand it. I don't know why they do it. I've seen them not defend great teachers. I can tell you this, the teachers who are, quote, union activists, they're not real teachers, they're activists planted by the unions, they're always defended by the unions. The unions protect them because those teachers are pushing the radical leftist. Truly, in my opinion, it's a demonic agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, if if the, these, quote, teachers are pushing that agenda, they're always protected. Yeah. If you're a teacher who, who loves the Lord and you're doing what's right for your students, uh, they might come after you if you dare to really? speak against. Um, maybe their, uh, you know, their defund the police program. Teachers sure. unions are behind that. They're behind abolishing ICE. You know, they're behind all this radical stuff. And if you speak up against it, then they're going to harass you, and you might end up chased out of your job. So everything's flipped on its head. They're not really. They're not really a union. They're not really there to protect teachers and help teachers. They're there to push an agenda. So if you're helping them push their agenda in any way. <laughs> If you're an abusive teacher, those kids are not learning. The teacher unions don't want the kids to learn. They're trying to undermine our free republic. And our our founders told us the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated, moral citizenry that can self-govern. So the unions have specifically 
worked to remove our morality and our excellence in our educational system because they want to undermine our republic. So my guess is the reason they would defend a teacher like that is because she's doing a lousy job. Wow. Like that is just, I mean, I have studied up on this stuff. And so this isn't really any news. It's not news to me, but man, there's so many people that don't understand what's taking place. What can parents do if you, if in, like, I think about my kids and the public school teachers that we have in our, for our elementary schools, like my son right now, he's a fifth grader and have, they have amazing teachers. Just they, they love the Lord. And so I, I, I want to cheer those ladies on that are teaching my son, but man, I, my other sons, my high school uh, age sons, they've come home and told me about some of these crazy high school teachers that are just, I mean, that bash anyone that is anti uh, mask, anyone that's, you know, that, that, that questions the, the race, uh, the, the critical race thing. They come home and say, dad, this, this teacher is absolutely just a nut job. What are we as parents yeah. to do? Oh, there's so many things parents can do. So first of all, if your kids are, I mean, the number one thing I would do is pull my kids out of the public schools if I had that ability, Mm -hmm. Um, because the public schools are corrupted, systems corrupt. So if you really want to protect your kids, get them out of that system. Now, if you're going to keep your kids in the public schools, you have to be 100% involved. Now, you brought up these loving teachers especially in the lower grades. That was me. I taught kindergarten through fourth grade, adored those kids, protected those kids. There were a lot of wonderful teachers on our campus. There were some bad ones too, like that one who manhandled the kids. But all of those teachers are trapped in a very corrupt system. They're scared. Some of them have PTSD. They're, depending on how bad things are on their campus, they're bullied. They're silenced. So stand with those teachers. And one more thing you'll find, even as Christians, you will discover that about 90% of teachers are still paying these evil unions. Christian teachers are still funding these evil unions. The um, teacher unions alone collect close to $5 billion, with a B, annually, wow. tax-free. They spend it all on their atheist agenda to destroy our liberties and to destroy our religious liberties and all of our liberties. And all these Christian teachers are funding them. They have no idea that their money's going to evil, and they really believe the union's going to defend them because the union told them they're going to defend them. But the truth is the union is the fox in the hen house. The union is the evil enemy. And we have to educate these teachers. So one of the things we've done, we have a website, forkidsandcountry.org. It's F-O-R kidsandcountry.org. And on that website, there's two things you can do. Number one, click on the menu item, adopt a teacher. It takes three minutes to learn how to adopt a teacher, stand with that teacher, educate that teacher, empower that teacher. Then you just go to the second menu item, union exit. We have everything those teachers need to exit the union, to, to opt out. We show them how to get liability insurance from private organizations, one of them is a Christian organization, because teachers have been told they have to have liability insurance or they're going to be sued. This liability insurance is twice the coverage of what the unions give them, and it's better coverage. The unions only defend you if you get sued. What good teacher is going to get sued? More likely, they're going to be harassed by their employer and have a job action against them. The unions don't defend you from that but these independent organizations do. So we help people to empower teachers, and we help to empower teachers. If we can get a majority of teachers out of the unions, we could get the unions out of our school, and all these problems would disappear. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And just just so everybody knows, 
you you just said you were a you were a public school teacher, so you're not this person that you know. When you say pull your kids out of school, typically when people hear that, they immediately go, "Oh, you're one of those crazy homeschool people." So you have no you know relevance. You were in the school system for 28 years, correct? Yes. Not only myself, but my husband also taught 42 years. I was in the elementary system. He was in the middle school system for a short time and then the university system, all in California. And we have seen so much corruption. And the reason I say pull your children out of the public schools, I was a public school teacher. I love public school teachers, the real ones who are really there to serve the children and the families. But the system is so corrupt. And because of the unions, they have actually changed the heart and minds of even good teachers, a lot of them are now thinking in a more selfish way. Mm. It's all about getting a pension or getting more money instead of serving the children. And because of these unions, so much great uh, curricula has been removed. For example, we have Common Core, thanks to the unions and the Obama administration. Our schools have turned into war zones, thanks to policies written by the unions and pushed through by the Obama administration. So there's just so much going on in our public schools that even good teachers cannot thrive. And there's a lot of options now. I I serve on the board of advisors of an organization called Public School Exit. And Public School Exit, you just uh, type that in and find their website. I think it's publicschoolexit.org. And there's so many alternatives now. There's so many ways where teachers can work with parents and create co-ops or um, uh, you know, teach within their neighborhood. And I know teachers who are making more money, doing better, and they don't have the stress of all the politics and the union stuff oh, wow. because they're doing some of these alternative programs and working with churches and working with families. So there's a, there's a, better, there's a better way out there for teachers and kids and families. Yeah. Oh, that's, man, that is, that's a good word. Um, so as you know, the, the podcast is, is a Christian based show and you are a believer. I wanted to sort of kind of get your testimony of how Jesus got a hold of you. Well, I was brought up in a Christian home. My first word was baby DDoS or baby Jesus because I started talking around Christmas time. And so I had the blessing of being brought up in a Christian home, but you know what? Throughout life, you know, different things happened. And there was a time where I lost my faith for about three years. I was really hurting. I was, I was, you know, damaged and, and sure. injured by someone I really trusted. And, and I went through a time of questioning my faith. And our Savior was so faithful to me. Um, you know, even though I had closed my Bible and, and wasn't listening to him at that point, you know, he's the hound of heaven. He kept coming after Come me on. in such yeah. a loving way. He would drop scripture in my mind because thank God I knew scripture. And he just so patiently brought me back. And I'm so thankful because he's allowed me to live out this calling that he has on my life where, you know, I got to serve children and families for many years. And and now he's asked me to expose the evil that's trying to damage the children and the families. And so I used to get to educate little kids. Now I get to educate the country on what's really going on and and expose these unions. And I'm so thankful to him for bringing me back because I can't imagine, you know, if I was lost out there and if I didn't have this honor to be his vessel and um you know so he's gracious so i I encourage anyone out there who's struggling with your faith or anyone who's you know questioning the lord because things are so bad right now in our country hang on to him he's so faithful and you know he's so much more powerful than the wickedness we're facing come on and he has all the answers amen hang on to him that's so good that's so encouraging thank you for for that um i do want to jump back in though and and a lot of people say, well, well, Caleb, 
I mean, what's wrong with critical race theory? What is wrong with our kids being taught that we need to, to respect other people? Is that is that the agenda of, of critical race theory? Is that, is that what they're trying to do is, is treat or teach respect of other people? Yeah, that's absolutely not what they're trying to teach. So what's wrong with critical race theory is everything about it. Once you understand the history of critical race theory, then you won't be um, deceived into believing, you know, they want us to think it's something good. It's not. It's something very wicked. So mm. critical race theory has its history in Marxism. So Karl Marx um, and, and his pal uh, created what was called critical theory. And critical theory is a way of dividing people. It's a divide and conquer. It's a way of destroying. Mm-hmm. It's a way of undermining good. So in our country, they use critical race theory. You could use critical class theory. You could use critical theory in any way. But in America, we are the melting pot. We have every color, people coming from all over. Because we are truly, you know, a nation of of, of freedom. So people have come from all over. So why would they use critical race theory? Well, because we have a lot of different races here. So they can easily divide us by race. Critical race theory is... I mean, it's nasty. It, it, it truly, here's what it is. It's the oppressors versus the oppressed. Mm. And in critical race theory, the oppressors are, the ultimate oppressors, are white, straight, Christian, conservative males. That's my <laughs> husband. That's my sons. That's a lot of America. That's me. <laughs> what's wrong with being a white, straight, Christian, conservative male, a um, man who loves God? Uh, what's wrong with that? Well, according to Chris, critical race theory, you are the ultimate oppressor, and because of you... Mm people of color who are automatically oppressed, they can't make it in life. They can't do well. So critical race theory teaches that America, that whites in our American institutions are inherently racist, that America was literally built on slavery, that the whole reason we built America was to protect and defend slavery and push slavery. That's just a lie. So um, they claim that facts, data, and the scientific method are white concepts and the result of whiteness. No, facts, data, and scientific method are from God. They're truth. It's called truth. (laughs) And so um, if you use facts and data in the correct scientific method, they will, to argue your point, they will say that you are automatically racist. So the teacher unions rewrote the scientific method. They they crossed out empirical evidence and the repeated steps of the scientific process and Mm. changed it to theory and consensus. So what these people are doing is flipping truth on its head. So God teaches us to follow truth. Yeah. The devil is the father of lies. Critical race theory is full of lies. It's teaching people to believe a lie. It's dividing people by race, by religion, by sex. Um, it's, it's divide and conquer. It's evil. So once people see the truth about what it is, I think they can see that it's not a way to teach our children you know, to love others. It's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, one one last question, for, and this is geared towards high school students. If they're in the school system and they, I mean, they they can't get out, they're stuck there. What are, what are some tools, or what what ways can high school students respectfully combat this garbage? Hmm. <laughs> well, my two sons used to be high school students in a public high school where they had to combat this garbage. <laughs> The number one thing families need to do for their high school children is pray for them mm-hmm. and get them in the Word of God. Come on. If they know the truth, they are not going to be overcome by lies. 
Um, our younger son once told me, uh, I felt so bad. I always wanted to, you know, I had him in a private school for the first few years of his life, and then I ended up being a, a single parent, and I just couldn't pull it off anymore. And yeah. um, So, you know, I, I was apologizing to my son one day. I'm so sorry that you had to go through being bullied by teachers. How dare teachers bully students? Those aren't real teachers. Yep. Those are union activists. They need to be removed from our schools. But my son was bullied. And I apologized to him, and he goes, Mom, it's okay. Don't, you know, don't worry. I learned how to defend my faith mm. in that school system because I was under attack all the time. No, I didn't like it, but I learned how to defend my faith. So the best thing you can do, pray for them, get them in the Word. At the dinner table every night, have the Word open, you know, tell Bible stories, memorize Scripture together. That's the best thing you can do. If you can remove them from the public schools, that would be great, too, because, you know, our, our, these are young people, and there's a yeah. lot of evil going on in our high schools. There's a lot of drugs in our high schools. Even in a lot of our Christian high schools, there's drugs. Yeah. And so there's just a lot for them to fight against. Um, so standing with them, too, you know, if they're being bullied by a teacher, call that teacher out. Go to school board meetings. Go every every single month. Run for school board. If your kids are going to be in the public schools, get involved and get your community involved. Educate them on the truth. I wrote a whole book on what's going on in our schools and the sex ed, radical sex ed, telling your kids to be transgender, telling your kids hmm. that you don't even know their gender, Tell it, you know, grooming your kids for sexual predators. It's frightening what's going on in there. Educate yourself. Find out what's going on and fight against it. Oh my goodness! I just, I mean, you wonder where all this stuff's coming from. You know, when when I remember, I've I've been out of high school for almost twenty five years, and or out of the public education system for the last twenty five years, and I, I don't remember any of this stuff like this. And now I, you know, I, I see. You know, my elementary school son comes home and he tells me, he's like, yeah, there's this guy that thinks he's a girl and he's in fourth grade. And I'm thinking, a fourth grader doesn't even know what that kind of stuff means. Like, uh, what in the world? Yeah. So Right. Well, you asked where it's coming from. I can tell you that. It, it Number one, it's coming from the devil. He's the, yeah. he's the root of it all. But literally, these communists have been trying to push their agenda through our schools for decades. It started in the late 1800s. How do they do it? They use the teacher unions as transmission belts of this evil. When the teacher unions first started in the late 1800s, it, it, was, it was a nice group of teachers who were trying to do good. They even used to write these little booklets that were loaded with scripture and prayers. I mean, they were true teachers, mm -hmm. but they were infiltrated. Um, there were these 45 goals of the Communist Party that were actually read into our congressional record in 1963. And goal number 17 is very telling. Get control of the schools. Yeah. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of the teachers' associations. Put the party line in the textbooks. That's where this is coming from. The so-called teacher unions are the ones that are being used to push it, and they are the ones that opened the door to bringing in Planned Parenthood, ACLU, mm. Southern Poverty Law Center, all kinds of LGBTQ advocacy groups. They're all running our schools. Our schools are supposed to be run by parents yeah, and good on. teachers in a small neighborhood. That's how our founders put it together. Yep. These massive in, you know, institutions that are indoctrinating our kids and that are run by special interest groups that do not have our children's best interest in mind, that is not how our schools are supposed to be run. 
So the, the more we learn and the more we can, you know, our, the Bible says, like, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yes. So the more we can learn about his truth and the truth about what's going on in our schools, push against it, end it. If we can get those unions out of our schools, if we can, the majority of public school teachers are Christians. Yeah. If we can just adopt those teachers and educate them and empower them to stand together and vote those unions out, the unions don't need to be there anymore. So we can fix this together. Let's do it. Yeah, I've I've been saying it for a couple of years now that Christian parents, you'd better be indoctrinating your kids because they're there's somebody that's willing, ready, and able to indoctrinate your children with their belief system. So you better be teaching and indoctrinating your kids with with a foundational biblical foundation because somebody else is going to be jumping on the bandwagon to try to infiltrate your kids' minds. So they're your yeah, kids. That's Precisely right. And the Lord, the Lord gave us the responsibility and the authority to raise our children in the Lord. Mm -hmm. He gave us the authority to educate them. He did not tell us to go dump our kids in a school for seven, eight hours a day and let people indoctrinate them. We will stand before the Lord someday for how we raise our children. We must answer to him. And not only that, we love our children. So we must teach them in God's ways. Train up a child in the way he should go. That's what the scripture tells us. So we have to, the scripture also says you ought to obey God rather than man. So we need to obey God. Quit obeying man. Quit dropping your kids off at a school where it's not a school anymore. I mean, we have to get, we have to get over that. They're not learning how to read and write and do arithmetic and accurate science and accurate history. They're being indoctrinated to become radical, you know, far left uh, protesters that burn down cities. That's not what the Lord wants or what we want. So it's really important that we obey God and that we stand up and, and do what's right for our children. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on the program and just, I mean, literally just giving us a, a crash course education in this. If somebody wants more information on how to get a hold of you or, or get a hold of your books, how can they do that? Yeah, it's been so great to be here. Thank you. So they can get a hold of us at fourkidsandcountry.org. That's F-O-R, kidsandcountry.org. My book is there. They can click on it. It'll take them to the Internet. It's pretty much available anywhere where books are sold on the Internet. And um, if they want to reach reach out to us, they can scroll down to the bottom of our website. There's a, an email address there. They can send us an email. Um, it, it is our goal to to help connect parents and teachers and to help get teachers out of those unions and to educate mm-hmm. folks. I hope they will read my book. It's called Standing Up to Goliath. It exposes the sex ed. It exposes the anti-discipline policies that have turned our schools into war mm-hmm. zones. It exposes who's behind it. and really educates you on what you can do. So thank you so much for, for allowing me to talk to your listeners. Today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.